Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, uh, we have had an issue that we've kind of been dealing with for a little while now, and it's it sort of came to the fore recently uh, when the Washington Post actually published an article about this. It's, I guess it was important enough for the Washington Post to feel that they needed national coverage. They're still writing stuff? <laughs> they're still they're still published right yeah right. no so yeah, yeah so the washington kidding. post yeah no offense to all you washington post yeah that's lovers. right washington post writers and readers yes. um but yeah so it was an article about how some christian-based pregnancy centers are beginning to offer contraceptives or birth control as one of the services that they provide at the christian-based pregnancy center uh so of course the the question came to CareNet. Does you know does CareNet and or CareNet affiliated pregnancy centers offer birth control for its clients? And what was our answer? What is our answer? Yeah, no, it's interesting. We we don't uh, offer uh, birth control for our clients. And you know, with questions like this, I always like to say, you know, not just the what, you know, because that's what people want to focus on. What is CareNet going to do, or what is CareNet doing? Those kinds of things. But really, the most important thing is the why. Why mm-hmm. don't we do it? Right. And you know when I and when also I, why are the centers that do yes. offer what, what is the reasoning that they've been giving as to why they started doing so? Yeah, and what you what you typically hear is well we we want to offer this service so that um, we can keep this relationship with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though they admit the centers who who, who do it, who are, by the way are not caring affiliates, but mm-hmm. who do it say you know we know that it, it's certainly from a biblical standpoint that it's not really something that we should do mm-hmm. per se. In other words, they realize that it, it, it sort of kind of defeats the purpose of sort of a perspective that says, you know, sex outside of marriage is, is ungodly, is mm-hmm. a sin, and, and so we shouldn't facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they say, well, but, you know, the culture is in a certain place, and we want to be able to reach this this woman at, right. at a certain point and maintain this relationship, and so mm-hmm. we want to offer birth control in order to do that. Right. Right, right. And and so that's the why for them. Mm-hmm. And, and so the why for us really uh, has a lot to do with um, you know what's the purpose of a pregnancy center, and, and and from our perspective, certainly, you know, we are a Christ-centered pregnancy center, and we are a parachurch ministry. So, in right. other words, we come alongside the church. Right, that's what para um, means. That's what para means. Just like the, a paralegal comes alongside a lawyer, mm-hmm. a parachurch ministry comes alongside the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you're really taking your marching orders from the church, in a sense, and from a, from a biblical standpoint. Right. And so, therefore, a paralegal wouldn't do anything that a lawyer wouldn't direct them to do right, or have right, a perspective right, right, right. or a viewpoint or mm-hmm. provide advice that a lawyer wouldn't have them provide. Therefore, a para-pregnancy ministry, a para-church, para-church ministry mm-hmm. rather, shouldn't be doing things that are outside of, of, mm-hmm. of what the church would do. And and, mm-hmm. and also, anything that the, the para-church ministry would do would be things that the church should do as well. So right, right. if you're going to offer birth control through pregnancy centers, then it seems to me that you also should offer birth control in churches right, because sure. you want to maintain the relationship. And mm-hmm. I think the real challenge that you get into is that you make an idol out of maintaining a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's really where the problem comes in, where you start to make an idol out of maintaining a relationship. And you really don't see that model with Christ, mm-hmm. that he violated a biblical principle, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, in order to maintain a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't not tell the rich young ruler this one thing you lack, even though he knew before he told him that 
that the rich young ruler was going to walk away sad. In other words, there was going to be a break in the relationship yeah. if he told him the truth. He didn't uh, tell the woman at the well, listen, call your husband and really kind of challenge the lifestyle that she was living, even though he knew there was a risk that she could walk away and reject because that was a hard truth for her to hear, right. even though he shared that, com- that, that truth with compassion. Right. So the perspective is we, we never, you know, sort of... Um, will offer a perspective that violates truth in order to maintain a relationship because in a sense that puts a God before God, so to speak. The relationship becomes the idol. Mm-hmm. And whenever we have anything, no matter how well-meaning we are, mm-hmm. that comes before God, it becomes an idol. And that's obviously one of the Ten Commandments and certainly mm-hmm. a biblical principle to have right. to not worship idols and have no gods before God. So right. sure. that's the why mm-hmm. You know that supports our what. Yeah. And I think the other idol in there, too, is just this idea of, quote, staying relevant. Right? Yeah. We need to stay relevant this is where the culture is moving. So in order for us to stay relevant, we need to provide, you know, birth control. But again, it's idolizing, it's it's prioritizing something ahead of your relationship with Christ and the and those and the principles that you're supposed to be upholding as a result of that relationship. So that's another that's another idol that needs to be yeah. sort of you know, not we have to make sure that we're that's not an idol in our in our on in our ministry. Right. And there's a real life, you know, so a real practical um, um, aspect of this in terms of the work that we do. I was doing a Making Life Disciples training once, and there was uh, a conversation in that training about, well, you know, once you, we've met with someone and we try to encourage them and, and try to give them information about their choices and all that kind of stuff and really try to support them in a perspective of bringing life into the world and not choosing abortion. And then even after you do that with folks, folk make decisions, you mm-hmm. know, and they make choices. Mm-hmm. And if you had a situation where you had maintained a relationship or built a relationship rather with a woman and she says, you know what, I agree with everything you said or or I don't agree, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. the reality is I really feel connected to you and I've got no one else but you mm-hmm. and I need to go and have this abortion and I need you to come with me to the abortion right. procedure. Right. Wait for me. Pick me up. Should you go? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, most people in the pro-life movement, including these pregnancy centers that are offering birth control, I, I would the vast majority. In fact, I haven't heard anybody who say, "Yeah, I, I would go and and be there, a, a part of that." Well, if you if the logic is that the most important thing is maintaining the relationship, mm-hmm. right. right, and that you then why would you not go? Right. And particularly if this is a person who you have been providing birth control to. So you're saying, well, I can't go because that will violate a biblical principle. Yeah. It would violate my 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 worldview. It, mm-hmm. it would violate a, a biblical construct for me to go to with you while you have this abortion. Then the person would turn to you and say, well, you've been giving me birth control. Right. Doesn't yeah. that violate your principle right. as well? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Well, you were doing it there. Why won't you do it here? Right, right. And that, that was something that I, w- I had thought of as we were thinking about this, which is, you know, we can't rob Peter to pay Paul, yeah. spiritually speaking. We can't sort of pick and choose which b- biblical principles we're going to uphold, you know, again, for the sake of staying relevant or maintaining relationships. And I thought you, you made a really fantastic point, which was this idea that, you know, again, around this idea of, you know, what do we need to do in order to, quote, stay relevant? But you made a really great point, which is that, the, re- the reason that God sent these folks to a Christian-based pregnancy center is because God wants us to tell them something different. Right. Because they're hearing all this other stuff from everywhere else in the culture. Right. You know, and I and I, I often kind of say this sort of a, 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 as a tongue-in-cheek thing, but, you know, birth control has been around since, what, the ancient Egyptians? Like, you know, everyone knows about it. They know where to get it, how to get it. It's, it's the you know, walk to go to the CVS, right? Um 
so this idea that they sort of need a Christian-based pregnancy center in order to get birth control right. is sort of a weird line of reasoning. Oh, abso- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah. they're again, so they're coming to us for something else, right? Yeah. And what are those things, right? What's what is that something else? And it's this love, this compassion, this these this upholding of biblical standards that are they're not hearing anywhere else. Right. And it's truth. Yeah. Right. And, and but, but of yeah. course, being done in, in a in a compassionate and loving right. way, right? And that's that's the key. And sometimes when you tell folk the truth, mm-hmm. no matter how loving you are, mm-hmm. they will go away sad and right. probably mad at some point. Right, right. And Christ knew that even when he said to the rich young ruler, this yeah. one thing you lack. Yeah. So he didn't value the relationship, the, the sort of temporal relationship with him. Yeah. Right. Because he was seeking a, a, a broader relationship, an eternal relationship with him. And that eternal relationship was connected to him being able to share the truth mm-hmm. with c- compassion, which is really what love is, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's what we have to do. So, right. so it, it, it is. It's, it's very, you know, it's it's very seductive in a sense to say we want to be relevant to the culture and this you know, that kind of thing. We're supposed to be leading the culture, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and the one thing that folk can't easily find in the culture is truth. They can mm-hmm. find birth control pretty easily, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But finding truth is something very different. And to your point, that's why God sends those folks to us because yeah. we're the keeper of the book. Uh, we have that perspective, and we're supposed to offer compassion, hope, and help to folks. We're supposed mm-hmm. to share compassion with truth, which is what love truly is. Mm-hmm. And certainly in this area, yeah. uh, despite what the culture's doing or some of these other perspectives, we, we're consistent in terms of doing that. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so so CareNet's policy, which is spelled out in our standards of affiliation, is that our pregnancy centers do not uh, offer birth control or and or contraceptives. Uh, the terminology uh, there, I guess, would be contraceptives, right? Mm-hmm. We do not offer that. Um, our cent- our affiliated centers do not do that, and you know we're just stand- we're standing by that that policy. And so, again, we're we're going to be given given folks something else, truth, uh, lo- and <laughs> truth and love, right? At when Amen. they when they come come into our our center. So, yeah. So if if folks have any questions about this or want a more in depth analysis. We have uh, additional resources, videos, etc., on our website. So care-net.org, go to the Abundant Life blog, and you'll find all sorts of great, great stuff about this on there. Yep, good stuff, Vince. All right, thank you. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.